Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes. Welcome to episode 49 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. It's just myself and Fraser Barden at the moment, but more will be joining. And we've got a special guest in the house. The infamous Run With Rob is joining the chat. So stick around for that. He'll be on very shortly. Yep. You've done some uh, some good training this week. Fraser, why don't you kick us off with, the, with your training talk? Yeah, uh, another good week. Um, did 70... Well, according to Strava, 69.99K. Oh, so, I couldn't say believe not, that. I'd run that up. <laughs> um, oh, that included a 5K walk, so 65K running. Yeah. Um, I did I'll have a quick look. See, for, sort of forget, didn't you? I think Monday, I had a rest day. And then Tuesday, I did my first session with uh, Run With Rob. So that was a 4.45 a.m. start which I'm not used to for running. Um, then we did a speed session as that as an introduction. Um, so we did 10 minute warm up, three by two minutes, like on off, two by 90 seconds on off, two by 60 seconds, and then two by 30 seconds, then 10 minute warm down. So that was a good start to the week. And then Tuesday, I oh know that same day, I did a 6K run in the evening, just easy on the treadmill. On the Wednesday, I got up again, another run with Rob. We did just an easy run. I did 8K that morning. And then that afternoon, I did a gym session and just a 4K easy on the treadmill. Uh, Thursday, we did a rolling hills run with Rob. So that was sort of out along uh, Old Northern Road, you know, where it just keeps up and down. So I sort of did a 10-minute warm-up, 10-minute threshold. Uh, 10 minute recovery and then another 10 minute threshold and then a 10 minute warm down. Uh, nice. um, so that was, yeah, that was good. It's pretty knackered. My legs were a bit tired that session. Um, and then Friday, another run with Rob group. Um, I just did 7K easy, just uh, around where they kick off at Eaton's Hill. And then Saturday got up, did a park run. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do when I got there. I just, just, gonna run just have a steady run round um end up just doing a lap warm-up and then i obviously i did the first lap in like 641 and then you were running with me and then just kept trying to push me so in the end i just ended up sort of having a pretty pretty hard run you did well though yeah pretty pleased based on all the running i've done so I did 21.46 official time for part run. Which was one second off your your best time there. My best time there, yeah. It's 21.45, so maybe next time I'll be able to get it. Oh, um, for sure. A few more weeks Yeah, so then that was, that was that. And then I just went for a 5K walk in the afternoon. And then I went for a mountain bike ride in Bunya Forest uh, later on the afternoon. Just did 17K on the mountain bike. That was pretty good. And then this morning got up, started a bit late. I did a bit of a sleep in. And then I went out and did just under 15K 
It's felt pretty good. My heart rate seems average, seems to be coming down quite a bit. Uh, um, you can be getting fitter. So that was average heart rate of about 140, according to a Garmin. Usually they sit around 148, 149, that sort of run. But that's yeah, so that's pretty good. So that was my week. So yeah. Not going to take you long to get fit. 70K all up. So pretty good. Oh, well, I quickly whiz through what I've done. Yeah. So I had a big um, long run on the Sunday. So the Monday I had a, I had a day off. In hindsight, I wouldn't have had one. I wouldn't have had a day off if I'd have known what was coming in the week. But um, Tuesday morning, I had my first, uh, I went and did a session with the Burt squad. Um, I was in, invited by Ben Merlin and that was, um, that was pretty tough. I think in, in total, it was about 12 and a half K all up, but we basically did a warm up, 2K effort and then two minutes rest, 1K effort, two minutes rest and then six by 400 around the uh the track there at new market like the the road the loop they run on and um that went really well it was much harder than i thought it would be but like I've, there's only one way to get fit hey and that's just get yeah. out there and just get amongst yeah. it yeah. but um i stuffed up a bit because when I, I after the first rep after the first 2k I, I hit lap on my watch but i didn't look at the time so i had no idea of like how how long the two minute rest was going to be so i thought oh there was a guy that was just in front of me. I'll just go when he goes. And then he took off. So I took off. And when I hit like start again, I'd only had a minute 30. And I really could have done with that extra 30 seconds <laughs> recovery. But then I was talking to him afterwards and he'd forgotten his watch. So he was just guessing. Mm. But then, um, so that was Tuesday. I went straight to work all day. I was just cooked all day from that. And then Wednesday, I did a huge day at work. So I'm... um. I think I might have run Wednesday, but it was just like an easy run. And then Thursday, I had to go to um, work at Noosa for the day. And by the time it was like a 4 a.m. start, 4 a.m. alarm, sorry. And then um, by the time I got home, it was like 7. And I actually got my running gear on, but I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> like in my running what, gear. Stre- what, stretching? <laughs> just now, nah, I was just knackered. So I, so I ended up having two days off. I ran like, I think, 12K on Friday afternoon. Did park run with you on Saturday and then me, who was it? Me, Arvi, Michael Holmes and Matt Flannery did a run, long run this morning. They sort of stopped, I think, around 20 and me and Arvi went an extra five. So we did 25 and that sort of got me to about 65, close to 70, something like that. So a bit mm. of a lighter week, but I'm going to just start trying to really focus on banging these sessions out on a Tuesday, whether it's at Striders or if I get up early and jump in with Ben Merlin and that, but man, it was pretty awesome training with that crew. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I bet. They were like, how many of you? Oh, there's a massive group of them. It must've been like 30 or 40 at least. Yeah. But once like the session started, the first group were just gone. Like I just didn't see them again. (laughs) They were just, they they were sort of of like sub 16, Oh, mate, sub 15, you know, you're talking like 14, possibly sub 14 minute runners in that front group. Mm. I think um, Kieran Perkins has run, I think he's broke, I think he's run 13 something for 5k, like 13.55 or something. Yeah. And um, they were just gone, man. Like the the pace they run at is just like a sprint. It's pretty awesome to watch Mm. for the few seconds you get to see see them start. (laughs) You see the back of them. (laughs) Yeah, I was about, I reckon I was sort of like, 
towards the back of the middle, if that makes sense. Not right yeah. at the back, but not yeah. not in the right in the center. But yeah, it's good. Give me something to um something to aim for. That's for sure. Mm. So that's good. Just got to um. I just need to quit work and become a yeah. professional, and I'll be right. Be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> I could just keep knocking out hundred k weeks every week. Yeah. No worries. So you haven't you know haven't not training for anything at the moment, though, are you? Like, no, but I think I might lock something in soon. Now I've got like a pretty good like base of fitness. You know, yeah. over the holidays I worked really hard to just do lots of running, and I've been going to the gym as well, so I'm like sort of getting stronger. I need to probably lock something in so I've got something to train for. But yeah, Noosa half is obviously the next big goal. But you know, maybe yeah. a five k or something on the track in between then would be ideal. Must give a shout out, local lads from um, Sandgate, the Bush Turkey Track Club. Bush Turkey Track Clubs, they're, they're, they're fast guys that train locally. Um, one of their crew is Carl Batty, who we've interviewed when he was in London. Um, they raced at the QSAC last night in the uh, the Denise Boyd Shield 3,000 metre race. It was that had a heap of um, heats, you know, for the 3K, like that yeah. one you come and watch me do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. The, their results was um, Clive Gross run nine minutes flat. It's pretty spewing, not a second quicker, but yeah. And then Ewan Basden ran 9.09. Stephen Butcher run 9.29. Charlie Walters run 10.23. Liam McCarthy, man, he's just made so many improvements. He ran 9.30 in, yeah. uh, in the first heat. And Carl Batty run 10.29, which um, sounds a bit slower than the others. But, man, that's still flying for a, a, a mm. guy of, you know, in his 50s. He's killing it. 10.29 is good, over 3K. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Liam McCarthy, man, it was only probably six months ago. I don't think he was really that fast. So he's obviously been really training hard. 9.30, man, that's three tens average for 3K. Yeah. That's flying. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the uh, Bush Turkey Track Club. Well done. Great results. Nathan's actually out running at the moment, but he has got his phone, so he's going to jump in. But he has actually dropped down from the 100K to the six-hour event at um, dusk to dawn. So I reckon that was a, um, a smart move from Nathan. Mate, I reckon we roll into the interview with Run With Rob. What do you reckon? Yep. So welcome to the show. We can see him actually on the uh, Zoom chat. He does exist. He's real. Thanks for joining us. Run with Rob. Welcome, Hi Rob. guys. Mate, great. Thanks for having you. me. Yeah, great to have you on. We've um we've been trying to lock you down for a long time, so it's good to finally um do the interview. There will be a couple of others joining, but um Nathan's out running, so he'll be jumping on soon. But yeah, mate. I mean. I've listened to you on my um, my sister's podcast, Talking Tempo. That was cool. Um, but for the people that listen to our show, how did you get started with running? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, loved, you know, ever since I was a little boy. Um, really, most of my life, I was at Charleville Way. So, yeah, loved the West countryside. Uh, enjoyed my sport out there and then moved to Sunshine Coast. And just, yeah, loved everything from cricket to uh, BMX. So I represented BMX uh, for Australia. Um, loved my riding. Loved, loved, loved it, almost everything except for swimming. 
Oh, so uh, you can yeah. um, you can ride a BMX. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I was really, yeah, loved doing that. I did surf ice saving nippers, represented Queensland for Queensland nippers. Um, yeah, anything sport, really, I just loved. I just, yeah, I wasn't probably the best lifesaver because I just didn't like swimming one little bit. So, but I loved doing the flags and board paddling. Whereabouts on the Sunshine Coast were you, were you living? So we had a place at Quina Waters, so in Boccarina. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, family that lives there. High school. I love that strip of beach from, yeah. you know, Kiwana Pocket all the way down to sort of like Wurtala area. You can always just find a bit of the sand where there's just no one there. It's unreal. Yeah, well, Wurtala used to be our go-to for surfing spots. So no one really knew about Wurtala back then. We're talking 30 years ago, so when, when I used to get into surfing. so Pretty sharky around there, eh? I've heard a few. Sh- we never um, saw one, but, yeah, I think these days... Yeah, definitely. A lot more they've fun. come in a bit more, eh? Yeah. And there was a big um beach. There was a whale carcass that washed up on the shore there Imagine. a couple of years yeah. back, eh? And they they were going to bury it, and the locals just blew up about it and said, "Nah," because all of the oils and that leach through the sand and just attracts some um, great whites, eh? Yeah. So, mate, you've um probably could just be good at any sport if you put your put your mind to it. So, the running did that take off when you were sort of like. A teenager or in your 20s or 30s or how did that happen? Probably more high school. I think, uh, you know, like you have your HPE, uh, you have your cross-country events at school, uh, you, you know, your athletics days. So, you know, I used to really, really love uh, that. So I used to stay back after school and just, you know, have the HPE teacher take coaches, you know, to, to make the regional sides for the school. And then... Um, yeah, and then triathlons brought into the school as well. So that was something which I started probably in year 10. And, uh, yeah, just the rest is history from that. This swimming is just the worst leg, though, isn't it? It's everyone's it is. worst it's, leg, swimming. That's, eh? that's why I don't do triathlons, just because I can't swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like most, most English people can't swim. <laughs> and if you can't yeah, swim, you're at such a massive disadvantage, eh? Oh, absolutely. My mates love it, like... They knew that I was strong on the bike. I could, you know, easily, you know, sit on 40, 42 Ks an hour for the whole hour, you know, but uh, I would give them 15 minutes in the swim easily. So they would always beat me. I'd be almost one of the last swimmers out of the water and, and then I would just head down and then catch them on the bike and then just hold them off on the run. That's pretty much how I, I tried doing the um, triathlon, like I guess you'd call it circuit in the sort of mid 90s when I was in high school I even had swimming lessons and it helped a bit but I still used to get out the swim you know maybe the last five people or whatever and just no matter how fast you ride how fast you run you just can't you just give them too much um too much room in front of you hey yeah when did you get into like the taking your running serious I think you know like as soon as you get your car license I think from there it went downhill so like you know when I used to just get on a bike or run to the shops, you know, it, yeah, I didn't have no issues, but then you get your car license and then it's a uh, full on, yeah, lazy, you know, just drive down 500 meters, get in your car, don't worry about getting on a bike or, or walking down. So, so yeah, it took, you know, I guess from that, I opened a few businesses when I was young. So I was really work driven. So yeah, I had three businesses by the time I turned 21 and yeah, from there, yeah, I sold the businesses just before GST came in and then 
I concentrated on myself then because my fitness, my health wasn't the best working you know, 15, 16 hour days. So, so yeah, got back into it, uh, indoor cricket, all that kind of stuff. Um, and one of my doctor's mates, he said, I think you need to get into a bit of riding. So I got into riding and then running, the passion for running came back in and then yeah, triathlons started and then that turned into half Ironmans and then turned into full Ironmans. And then I was just like, just found a passion for running again. So from there, I, I dressed up as, you know, a different character for five years for the Sunshine Coast Marathon, pushing one of my kids in a pram. I could be dressed up as Olaf from Frozen or King or Batman or what else do I do? Um, Captain America. So all different costumes every year. We, we had, like did the pram up different designs so that's all on the on the facebook awesome. page or and uh, yeah we just raised money so everybody said you know you need to start up some kind of group or something so yeah that was back in uh, 2013 we started up a group and run with rob and yeah the rest is history yeah and it's massive 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 it's, it must be probably the biggest running club in brisbane have uh, to be wouldn't it I'm not too sure i'm not too sure we you know it's we've got a lot you know here but we've also got a lot around harvey bay we've got you know probably 50 in harvey bay probably got another 20 or 30 in bundaberg regara area um we've just started one on south side last week and probably only 20 minutes ago we just started another group in narangba um we just get inquiries all the time so it's it's great it's you know everybody wants to come and join the group but unfortunately it's you know Brisbane's such a massive area, so my my ultimate goal would be to start them everywhere. We've got places in Darwin, um, a groups there in Western Australia, uh, Adelaide, got one in Canberra, and got a fair few in Victoria as well. Wow. So we're spread out, and you know our main goal is that for any of those areas, that you know the money we raise from any of those areas go back to support local charities in that specific area where those runners choose. Where that money goes to. Unreal. So, have you got multiple coaches for the different groups, or do you do all of the training in that? We 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 call them coaches or captains. So, depending on what responsibility people want to do, like Harvey Bay is very cruisy. Um, we've got a few um, people been there from day one, but they're they're just a really nice bunch of people, which. Don't take it too seriously. They love to, uh, their best part of the run is after party, especially after the Central Coast Marathon. Uh, we had a massive party at the Alex Surf Club winning the uh, team of the year, you know, the biggest team for, for that event. So we booked out the whole top floor of um, Alex Surf Club for that one. So <sighs> that was a lot of, a lot of beers and a lot of alcohol and, you know, but yeah, Harvey Bay crew, uh, you know, just amazing. Um, the support they give each other. They don't take it too seriously, but, you know, they have their goals as well. Yeah. Pretty much like us, we're sort of, we take it seriously, but it's mainly just for health and yeah, you know, staying fit, staying healthy and giving you something to focus on, something to aim at. I think you, everyone needs goals in life. You don't have yeah. goals. Like, what are you, you're just drifting aimlessly, aren't you? That's exactly it. I think, you know, that's the biggest thing, which when I talk to, you know, my athletes is, you know, you got to have a why. Why do you want to, you know, come and join the group or why do you want a, a program or why do you want to do a half marathon or even a park run? If you don't have that why and then, then not put an action plan on how to achieve that, then it's hard to do anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I found just from coming this first week, Rob, welcome. Um, just gives me more discipline and then more motivation because, and then it's just running with people as well who are, yeah. you know, all, you know, enthusiastic about running. It yeah. just, I don't know, it just sort of rubs off on yourselves, you know, each other. And I think which really helps. Um, so, yeah, so my first week, I like, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. So That's great. Because yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, Fraser, is that, you know, I don't see, you know, sometimes a lot of my runners go, you need to pause and have a look what you've created. But you're also busy, you know, looking after everybody and making sure everybody gets back safe. And But, yeah, like hearing from you on Friday when we sat down and had a coffee and and constantly getting messages going, you know, this group's pretty special that... You know, our main motto is no one gets left behind. So it doesn't matter if you walk for 45 minutes or that 6K leap or anything like that. We, we will, you know, we have, we have three captains every morning looking after, you know, anywhere from 30 to 50 runners. And we make sure that those, even the fastest, go back and spend time with the, with the newbies or the, the runners which are trying to get to a personal best. And I think that's what, you know, what I hear from runners which have joined other clubs and all that kind of stuff is that we... We have a real strong interest in their well-being, but also we want them to, you know, improve their quality of health as well. Yeah, for sure. Am I right in saying it's free? You can just come train with you guys. doesn't cost anything. I mean, you can pay for like specific training plans and stuff like that, but I've heard you donate that straight to the charity. We'll, we'll get into the charity a bit later, but yeah, I've heard you donate the money straight to the charity anyway, so you don't take a penny. Yeah, like... Currently, it's all free. It's um, it's something which we're looking at because, you know, one, for insurance reasons. We don't want someone to get hit by a car and I lose my house or yeah. my liability on it. Um, so we are looking at different options for that. Um, and if we do that, we'll, we'll go down the path like, you know, Queensland Athletics or something like that where we can, we can create our own events and, yeah. you know, have a bit more fun, but also have a piggy you know bank and the side where money can go towards more tents or more things which can be useful to grow this club even further yeah because um, currently at the moment like anything which we buy is currently like out of my money or you know some of you know money which is sponsored by you know uh, business sponsors where they might chip in and say can we purchase this for you rather than give you your money yeah yep. so yeah but yeah like you said like yeah any money there's some people which will pay on a weekly basis because it's their motivation if they don't pay they don't get out of bed they it's their, you know, they want to contribute and that 100% of that money goes to the charity and if anyone wants programs yes I do give up my own time to um, put that money back into the charity so yeah I don't take one cent mm. um, I'm in a fortunate position that you know we worked hard and yeah I don't yeah they're helping me. I've said this in a podcast before. Is that you know the group thinks I'm helping them, but they're actually helping me get out of bed every morning and and improve my health and well-being and mental. I I did a um a bonus show on the the podcast over Christmas. If anyone hasn't listened to it, uh, like it's easy to get put off because it is there's a bit of martial arts talk and that in there. But if you flick through to about forty minutes in, um, the guy who's speaking is a guy called Steve Robbo, and he talks about the rocking chair theory you know when you get to the end of your life and you're sitting on your rocking chair and you think what have i given back 
and he talks about, you know, if you don't give back all the things you've learned, the information dies when you die. And I just think it's it's such a good thing to be able to just give something back without asking for anything in return. And the reward is just seeing people do so well. And I mean, you've got so many people now that it's almost, you've got to maybe look at charging something because it's just becoming a monster that needs some kind of, you know, there's just so much work. It'd be just too big. There's too much for one person to, or even a few people, it'd be too big for a few people to manage, but you're, you're yeah. definitely, look, I, um, I, definitely giving back. And that's such a great thing. I, yeah. Look, it's, it's nice. It's, I've done it from, from a young age. Like I got brought up well by my parents and for them, it's like, you know, we didn't have much money and I still remember there's some school excursions, which I couldn't afford, like my parents couldn't afford to send me to. So I went out and mowed lawns, you know, at a very young age, just to pay for those excursions to go to. And you know what, it's, it's, there's a lot of people in that same situation these days and to, to give back to the community and to help someone, you know, we, we constantly get messages on a daily basis of people's health, well-being, their mental state. And it's, it's really sad. And like, you know, if anything I can do to help those people, um, I will do everything I can to help them to, to get out of that dark spot or to help them with you know, their, their fitness. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is amazing to see, you know, someone's journey when they start, like, you know, say to the, the walkers or the newbies, which start, it's like your journey today will be someone's journey in the future. And, you know, I can, I can tell you everybody's journey from in that club of mine at the moment, where they start and where they finished or where they, what they achieved last year. And it's just, yeah, you know, I think Sasha said it once was, why do you do like you know why why did you why do you do this like you know, and it's that reason is to see someone come and you know do something outside of their box or to wake up at four o'clock every morning and come for a run which they thought would they would never be a morning person but most importantly that those people you know it's changed their lives yeah for sure um, and but you know to also to see where the money's going to like last we had a pink night we had small steps for Hannah, so I'm an ambassador for them. Um, so we had donated small steps for Hannah to, uh, for domestic violence, and yeah, so we raised a lot of money for them, and and then we gave money to another three, four charities that night, just to to say, you know, here's a lending hand. This is some money with the groups raised either through merchandise, auctions, programs, you know, weekly um, sessions. So what is um small steps for hannah that that, that was a, a lady that was killed in brisbane somewhere hey yeah on the south side so very unfortunate circumstances where the husband he yeah he killed his ex-partner and his kids in a car he torched them um with fire and then just lit the car on fire and then he stabbed himself and uh, Hannah survived, but um, all they, you know, all they could get was a footprint of Hannah, and she died in hospital. And that's where you see the small steps for Hannah. So on their logo, yeah, you'll see the um, the footsteps. So, yeah, how did you just, how did you get involved in that charity? I saw it, and I was just touched by it. Like to to have kids myself, but I think anyone which seen that news story was just blown away. You know, just I knew I had to do something, and I wanted to do my first ultra and my company, which I work for, they match dollar for dollar. And I've done different events like soup kitchens. I've helped children's hospitals, um, stillbirth organizations, 
cerebral palsy, the CPL, disability organisation, um, so many different organisations. But I thought, you know what, this is, this is one which I really need to not only help out, but challenge myself. So I thought, what, what would be a better event than doing a 100k ultra trail? And one of my mates said, he said, go and do Ultra Trail Australia at um, Blue Mountains, you know, 4,000 plus elevation and this is going to test you. Absolutely. So, I'm like, yeah. so I trained hard. Yeah. I got um, one of the best coaches you could get, uh, Brennan Davies from Up Coaching um, and Jodie Osborne, which is, I think, the female long course champion in Australia record holder. And yeah, I just, you know, every time it got tough, I just thought it what Hannah went through and the kids and, and Sue and Lloyd, which are the, the, the parents, you know, so, so when things get tough, you think, you know what, there's, there's people out there doing it tougher. So yeah, from there, I, I think I raised over $12,000, just a matter of a few weeks, uh, finished that in, I think just over 15 hours. And yeah, I got, got hooked on ultra trail running then. Well done. And I mean, I checked your Strava. You're like super consistent and, building and building that like you've done a hundred K week this week. What are you training for currently? So currently I'll do the, my main one at the moment is dead cow gully. So I did that last year and was hoping for a big, big number, but had COVID two weeks before. So didn't go too well. Um, when I had got out of lockdown after one week, so I ended up doing 15 laps, which was a hundred Ks, but pulled the pin after that. Still so mega. Yeah, I watched still, the, um, still is a good number, but yeah, well, well below the number I wanted. I watched the YouTube video on it yesterday, last year's one. It's a great video. Yeah. Is that the documentary? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, mate. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Absolutely amazing, that documentary. Yeah, I've, I've never um, never done one, but it's after talking to um, Ryan Crawford, we had him on here. Yeah, just, that was amazing. That was just inspiring, just listening to him, because at sort of first glance, you just think he's insane. But then when you sort of get into what drives him, he's just, he is probably a little bit insane, but he's just super driven and he just wants to see how far he can go. And I mean, that's those ultra distances. They, they definitely test you, don't they? He is just, yeah, he was a couple of tents away from us. And yeah, I have, I look up to Ryan, like he's almost one of my heroes. And yeah, that guy is just unbelievable. Yeah. He's just so mentally strong. Like, some of the things he was explaining to us, like when he started hallucinating and I'm like, that would have been me done. I would have been calling for help. And he just kept going, I think for another day or something. I was like, oh, I couldn't think anything worse. But yeah, I might come out and watch the uh, Dead Cow Gully this year because it just looks like such a great event. That documentary was so well done. It really, um, it was really interesting. And all the little personal stories you got from Ryan, Nicole, um, was the other guy who came second, I think. Yeah, the guy that won was like that English guy. Uh, he's yeah, like was mid he? mid forties. Yeah, and he ended up doing was it Barry. Barry, that was That's it. it. Yeah, Barry yeah. Lovejoy. Yeah, yeah, he did like forty one laps or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's mad. Eh? It's just right. absolutely mad. You think that humans just couldn't do that? It just goes to show, like, how far can you go? How much further can it be pushed? Must be hard though. After you know, you do each lap. You sit down, have a rest for a bit, and then to go get yourself get up again, and go all right. I have to go and do another lap, and then see how many yeah. people turn up, and then oh, I've got to go and do another lap. I think that's a challenge of it. It's just a totally, totally yeah. different from road racing. It's you've got to get your nutrition spot on, and 
you know, like rest, as Ryan was saying, and and just you know, just like you know, I have you know, same with you, Steve, with Runco, like uh, Andy Day's my coach, and you know, we came up with a plan last year, and this year we're, we're trying to adjust a little bit to make me you know go further. But yeah, it's I think it's going to take many years before you can really work out how to yeah. succeed in this backyard ultra stuff. How, how, what does it feel like when you finish the lap? Do you sort of sit down and you're like, oh, God, got to go again? Or do you sort of get a bit of a break? Or how does it feel? Yeah, that's that's the tricky, isn't it? It's like, you know, I, I had the privilege to run with Garmin man, Drew, um, on the first lap because he was with Zach, which um, Tim looks after from um, the Gully. And that was just a special moment to see, you know, Zach uh, come across the finish line just making it. Um, and then he had to pull out. But he, he like, you just got to conserve as much energy as possible. Like some people will do it in 40, 40 minutes and have a 20 minute break. Um, I'm, you know, I ran with Michelle um, whenever the rank co runners as well. And Michelle was sick the week of. So all our training, what we had done, like 8K, 45 minute runs and then have a 15 minute break was, you know, we were getting 8Ks in, but that all went at the window when we were both really sick. Yeah. But we just found that, yeah, the longer you, you stayed there, it was harder to get up. And for me personally, I've got Achilles issues, you know, which, you know, as soon as you start stopping, it's, you know, Seizing it's, up. you're hopping around. But I, my plan is to, you know, probably do around that 55-minute laps and then just, you know, stop, get your calories in, get your fluids in, and then just head off. Yeah, because if you have too long a break, I suppose, it's uh, your body might start just shutting down a little bit more. Using more energy up to yeah, if it's a smaller break and then just yeah. ready to go again, better. Because end of the day, it's not about how fast you go; it's about oh, who's yeah. gonna yeah. be the last one standing. So. Um, I might have a couple of little curveballs for you here because I was speaking to my sister, so she's got a couple of questions. <laughs> for you for me to ask she okay. said you're such a humble guy you don't really like talking about yourself but she said that in the past you were sponsored by infinite nutrition she said could you elaborate on that no it wasn't infinite no i've always taken infinite um i don't know where she got sponsorship for that i was sponsored by pram company the, the um the Bob uh, Triathlon Ironman uh, Pram. Ah, okay. So that was one of the sponsors which used to give me a Pram every year. And I used to donate that, like sell that after each race and then give the money to any of the charities. I was also done by Hoka. Um, didn't get any shoes, but I just got merchandise from Hoka. They just said, what you're doing is just amazing. And they used to give me a lot of merchandise and that kind of stuff to, oh, wow. to wear, but also to, to sell to, you know, for charity stuff options. But it's infinite. Shame we didn't get any shoes for there. Yeah, I know they were. They were. Well, they were only just starting back then. Yeah. So it wasn't. You know, they weren't the number one shoe like they are these days for Ironman. I don't know about road running where they rated for that, but yeah, that's. As soon as they came out, I tried them and I fell in love with them. Oh, so comfy. And eh? They were nice. Yeah. So, but now with you know Sasha and Katie and the group like. Yeah, I've brought so many new shoes in the last six months. I'm just, those ladies cost me a fortune. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, you said you did Comrades and you prepared really well for it apparently, but you you, you DNF'd it. And um, yeah, what, what happened there? And how did, yeah. more importantly, how did you recover from it and, and come back from it? Yeah, I love that question. So, after the 2017 Sunny Coast Marathon, I did a PB there. 
And then one of our runners, which is South African and I used to run with her every morning, Chantelle. And she's been pestering us, she goes, let's go to you know, South Africa and do this Comrades race. I'm like, yeah, one day we'll do it. And so we had a pretty big group there. I think about 12 runners there. And, and um, she just must got us on a good day. And we said, yep, let's book it. So we booked the flights and, and booked the entry into Comrades. And everything was going well. I was, you know, probably at my peak uh, race fitness. And then that's when the Achilles hit. So, yeah, saw everybody under the sun to try to get that fixed. And wasn't, was, nothing was working. So I decided tickets were booked, you know, the race was booked, accommodations were booked, two-week holiday in South Africa afterwards. You know, let's just go and do as far as you can. So I went, was in, I think, the B grade or wave two. And, yeah, got to 30Ks and I just knew that if I do any more, I'm going to do more damage. Yeah. Um, I just got in the car. We had support crew with the wives and partners and, yeah, got into the van and, every checkpoint we you know checked up on all, all my runners and mates and yeah it was just it was just an amazing day but to go to the stadium where they finished and then see them finish and see the joy on their face and them talking about the race and that's hard yeah. you know that was my first dnf and do i look back and go should i started and not get a dnf or what's worse a dns or a dnf yeah and you know what? The experience was second to none. You know, I would love to go back. You know, one of the biggest expos I've ever seen. One of the biggest races I've ever seen from support. Along the road, people were doing bry, barbecue, you know, cooking up sausages, banning them out, you know. Just the atmosphere was just, yeah, second to none. You can't beat. You know, if anyone hasn't done it, highly recommend to go over and do it. I've seen it on but, YouTube. You know, it, looks, it looks great on YouTube from the footage I've seen. So it's anywhere from about I think 86 to 92k so it changes you know so one year's it up and next year it's down so they change it up every year is it lots of elevation gain or some yeah so I think of what exactly what the elevation is I think it might just, be around 2,000 meters just a tough race is it it's just you know it's it's if you're not used to that long distance and yeah. you know, like it does take a long time. If you're in the back of the pack, you know, like some of my runners, like they said it took almost 15 minutes to get past the finish line. So you got a nine, was it nine, 12 hours, 12, 13 hours cut off or something. And yeah, like everybody has to be done by a certain time or they have a line of volunteers stopping everybody across the finish line. But mm-hmm. yeah, for a DNF, that, that, that hit home. So listening to them talking about the whole race, you know, for the next two weeks, it hurt. Like, you know, you just, you couldn't, you couldn't talk about it because you, you didn't finish the race. So I was more determined. I think you got to take the negatives and, and look at it and go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to come back stronger. And um, yeah, I've done like uh, losing races to my mates. So they you know, knew that, that it was one of their things that they could uh, have over me that they beat me at at the race and yeah from there onwards i just said okay i've got to find a way to fix this achilles and yeah get back into running that's what i was going to ask what did you do to um to get the achilles manageable yeah so had um appointments with specialists heaps of uh, physio heaps of people which knew what they were doing but nothing was working it wasn't until michelle and 
uh, there's another person which recommended this lady local and she only lives not far from where I live, uh, Julie Ubel. And she does work out of her home and she dry needled it, which had been done before the needles right into the Achilles. But what she did different was when she actually put the needles in, she actually twisted it, like twisting and like pushing the needle in. And I still remember that moment something just felt like pressure just gone off the Achilles. And I remember saying to her, I said, I don't know what you just did. I just had just instant relief. And she said, yeah, you might, you know, this might just work. And yeah, from a pain factor of nine out of 10 most mornings, I was down to like a two instantly. So, so yeah, it's, um, that was, yeah, that was my secret to that. Um, and yeah, I put her onto a few people which had the same issue. And yeah, it's just the twist of the needle in, in like actually into the Achilles. So, getting issues with it now or is your Achilles? Yeah, or? sometimes, like especially yeah. when I stop running. Like in the morning I can I'll hop a little bit just to, until it gets warmed up. Um, I work in medical, so I've done a few volunteered for a few studies at the Gold Coast University for Achilles as well, where they try different things. But you know, the biggest thing with Achilles is you know, Achilles loves loading, so you know, you do it does warm up after a little bit, so you do much strength training i do i do and still hasn't it's far better than what it was but yeah it's something which they say it, you know there could be other factors there as well but unless i'm going to go under the knife they won't really know exactly yeah not worth it i've had that dry needling done in my um path and it's it's not like super painful but it's definitely a horrible feeling especially when yeah. they twist and it's hitting the actual it's, injury yeah. and it's like the dead sort of you know, like it feels like someone's give you a dead leg and it oh it's horrible. It's, yeah. it's when you feel it's when you feel your muscle sort of like vibrating yeah. and it like and it's like I can imagine in your Achilles that would be just horrible. Yeah, it's not the nicest feeling. You can almost rip a uh, pillowcase open. But if it gets the pain to go down <laughs> a bit, like the, that's all you want, eh? If it makes the pain go away, then who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked though. Yeah, if it wasn't from Julie, I wouldn't be back running. So, hey, and also w- one of the segments that we normally do is called Local Legend, and um, we just give a local legend a shout out. And um, we're going to give um, one of your athletes, Boyd, a shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he ran 1933 at Shamside Park Run, which I think is a uh, first time under 20 minutes and um, gone nearly 30 seconds under. What sort of, um, how long's Boyd been running with you and how, how have you seen his training progress? Yeah, one remarkable runner. He's, um, I still remember the first time he joined us, he was dying. He was, he was out of breath, um, past smoker, overweight, you know, probably in a, in a bit of a dark spot as well, just, you know, needing to, to do it for his own mental health. But yeah, he just, he's just got stronger and stronger. So yeah, he would have been probably a 30 minute park runner easily and yeah but his consistency like he will be there every morning monday to to saturday and yeah he puts that hard yards in he's um he i've got no problem like i think he'll he'll be a either 17 or 18 minute park runner he's just getting faster and faster so you know the speed sets the thresholds we do the out and back along old northern road yeah the um the my first session with you Rob was on the Tuesday, the speed session. And then, um, you know, I've not too bad speed wise, but they were on the two minutes on two off. Yeah. They were gone. Like 
couldn't keep up. <laughs> and I was like doing about well 405, 410 a K pace. They they were pretty doing like 345, I reckon. The, the only yeah. time I could keep up was on the 30 second, <laughs> two by 30 seconds, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny though, because after we finished I finished part run on Saturday, I was talking to Steve's dad, Tick. And I was was talking about board because I was talking about you know the people at at, at your club, and um, I was saying like nice guy like Boyd is, and and Tick was saying yeah he's, he spoke to him and stuff and he can't believe he hasn't got under twenty minutes like with all these times and that that he's done he couldn't believe but then literally like <laughs> he would have done the sub twenty minutes yeah. at that time when we were talking. That's not like a 1955 or anything either. That's like a that's, a, that's a well under, you know, 30 seconds off. It's yeah. Nuts. That was after the um, 8.5 Ks. He did, a, he did Ks a run at Bunya, didn't he? At four. Bunya. So we took yeah. um, some of the ladies on a short course of the Bunya SEQ trail. And, you know, that's a hilly course. It's, I think that's around two, 300 meters at least. Um, and he, yeah, he's probably one of the, like he's one runner of the month. We have, Every month, the the runners will vote for someone who they think has helped them, or and uh, yeah, we, we present them with a trophy and a voucher from Terra Tribe just to say thank you. And you know, every, the the runners really appreciate everything you do for them. So yeah, he's a remarkable guy, and uh, yeah, makes everybody laugh. So yeah, but that's the whole group. It's 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 hard to you know give someone runner of the month when, as you probably seen Fraser, everybody just they just give so much and will help anyone. So yeah, yeah everyone's so there. It's a very, you know, everyone chats to you and, you know, and introduces themselves and stuff. And that's great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing those stories of people that have like changed their life and they've just become, you know, like they've, they've gone from being a dead set couch potato to now being like a, like fine tuned athlete even if they're yeah. in their forties, fifties, sixties, whatever, it's just, I love hearing them stories because it's never too late to turn it around. Yeah. Like I talk to some of my friends, like I've got friends that run friends that, you know, cycle, do triathlons, but then I've also got like groups of friends where they don't really exercise at all. And they're like always, you know, worried about what everyone thinks. And I'm like, man, no one has ever saw someone out running who's overweight and thought, Oh, what an idiot. Like I see someone out running who's overweight and I'm like, good on you, mate. Like, good for you. You're making a change. And just to hear that, like, here's a smoker, probably out of shape. Probably his mental health was probably bad just because of his lifestyle. And now look at him. He's just run 1933 at Chermside Park Run too, which I think is probably one of the worst <laughs> park runs to run a PB on. Have you done yeah. that one, Fraze? Yeah, we did done that one. It's a shocker of a course, yeah. I reckon. This, this will be undulating, isn't it? And it's just that big U turn at the end. U turns, and... yeah, but it's horrible. He's, he's done it on the thresholds, but you know, again, that doesn't count from a park run point of view. But mm. you know, he's he's constantly in the high threes. You know, now on our speed sets, he's you know, he's knocking out low three minute Ks. You know, just uh, with whatever sets we give him. So it's you know, we've got some fast runners. With with um, yeah, the the club's grown. We're getting a, a few more males, which is great. Because most of our runners are probably 90% females and around 10% males. But we've got, you know, Blake, which has just joined us not long ago. Um, yeah, he's, he was, he was an, ex, he's an expert, isn't he? Expert, right? Yeah, expert guy. And, yeah, he's he's going to push Boyd. And, 
we've got Ben, which is from Northwest Physio, the owner of that, that he's going to be another one, which, you know, he's, he's easily cracked 19 minutes. Um, well, we've got Adam, he's, yeah, he's got a, you know, definitely a chance of, you know, breaking 19 as well. We've got so many great runners in the group, which, you know, like you phrase it like, you know, these guys are just going to push you to be faster yeah. and, yeah. you know, we don't want to be the ones at the front because we want someone to push us, you know, from yeah, behind, right. but also, yeah. you know, have someone in front to make us feel uncomfortable because yeah. if we don't feel uncomfortable, we're not going to get those no. times where we want. So, yeah. but, you know, the guys love it. You know, we, we did one a couple of weeks ago where I said, okay, so we're going to get to one minute out and wherever you finish, that's where you start, but we're going back the opposite direction. So although the people, the fast ones were ahead, but then those fast ones are the, at one end had to chase everybody back before they, so it's pushing yeah. them on the way back as well. So we try to, you know, change it up a bit to make it a bit of fun, but also it doesn't like it gives them an opportunity to push themselves a little bit outside their comfort zone. Like a handicap type yeah. thing, isn't it? Chasing. Yeah. Where do you do most of your sessions? Is that is it in Eaton's Hill? Yeah. So we normally start from Woolworths car park at Eaton's Hill. So we there's a couple groups so there's a four o'clock group which will probably knock out you know six seven k's before the 445 group starts then we have a 415 group which sasha comes to um to get a few extra k's in so either get about four k's in before the 445 and then the main group at 445 which we it's around anywhere from six to ten k so the loops around six to seven k's and then for those people which want to do a little bit extras, there's a few side streets where they can go up and add some extra bits. But main thing for what I say is like, you know, try to do 45 minutes, use that as your, your guide. And, you know, each week, you know, still do 45 minutes, but to see if you can pass what, you know, if it's um, seven Ks you did last week, try to get to 7.1 this week. You know? So, but we nice. have heaps of yeah. heaps and heaps of uh, different loops. So yeah. yeah, we did, Fraser did the river loop, the other day yeah, i am um, i tried to replicate a bit of that this morning on my I run i saw that but luckily i had my phone on me because i was going oh what street what? so i had to look <laughs> on me run on friday at strava to see all yeah. oh, right well, i went this way this way because i was just getting lost <laughs> like, yeah uh, yeah but oh, it's, a, it's a lovely run down through there it's brilliant it is gorgeous it's one i reckon one of the best ones even the cold jigs which came on friday and she said rob didn't know about this route, but I tell you what, it's one of the best route runs I've had. So, is that, that like says the, a lot coming that, from? Does that follow the creek through? Yeah, like the housing. It, it does. Yeah. You've got a few side streets. You've got to go up and then go through Sergeant's Reserve and then go down to Combacho Century. You can go further along there, and then you come out where the uh, the park is, and yeah, like you go up to the boardwalk, come back on the main road, and then so you can get lost quite quickly. But yeah. It'd be yeah. mostly shady, wouldn't it? Yeah. So today I went uh, over the bridge and then ran out to where the where they all park for the swimming hole. You know, Steve, yeah. we used to swim yeah, when you used to yeah. live at Bunya down there. It went through there and then back up cool. and then I ended up out on um, uh, Morgan Road, which then runs out to Coles. And then that's when I ran home right from there. So, yeah, there's loads of different tracks and stuff in there. You just got to try and get back over the other side of the river. <laughs> like at some point yeah otherwise you'll be swimming you have to come and join us one friday steve yeah i will yeah. I'll, I'll um make it really make an effort to get down in the next couple of weeks that's what i've liked as well it's like you know you start at 4 45 i'm home by 10 to 6 <laughs> 
and I'm just yeah. like, you know, sh- and shower, breakfast, everything, and then I'm ready for work by 6.30. Yeah. yeah. All right. So right. many like that. We've got police officers, we've got army personnel, we've got, you know, a lot of people which, yeah, start, need to start work before, you know, 7 o'clock. And, like, you know, I never thought that we would get, you know, 40, 50 people to constantly be there between, you know, at 4.45 to start. So, yeah. why, well, you know, I love having seen so many different running groups around the area. You know, anywhere you go, it should be heaps and heaps of options because our times won't suit everybody. Yeah. But, you know, that's having South Pine Striders and having Renko and all those guys. Like, we need those groups, you know, because it makes someone, you know, to even inquire about joining a, a club or, or to even get out to change their fitness. I think it's just a, a massive bonus. But, our club might not see them for, you know, getting up at 4.45. But, you know, the other clubs might, you know, they do nighttime or later in the day. So, yeah. but yeah, no, more clubs the better. That's what I say. So, Rob, what um, other races have you got planned for the year? So, I'm doing the beer wear at night on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I'll do the marathon for that. It's just a, just a case in the legs. So, I've spoken to Andy Day and he thought that was a good idea just to get some K's in the legs. Is that this weekend coming? Yeah. So that's the first race of the year. And then probably do Noosa 50, Ultra 50, um, which is two weeks before Dead Cow Gully. And then, yeah, going to tape a week for Dead Cow Gully. Um, other than that, I haven't signed up for anything else. Oh, Sunshine Coast Marathon. So I'm an ambassador for the Atlas Collective Group. So their races for Sunny Coast, Brisbane, Hobart and Cairns. So I'm one of the ambassadors for them to promote get as many runners to their events as possible. Um, probably jetty to jetty, but I'm looking at a big one. So I wouldn't mind doing like either the railway uh, 100 miler or something, something, you know, looking at, you know, 160 Ks plus to raise funds for, you know, the charities. So I'll pick it up again, but yeah. yeah. So I haven't decided which one yet. So we, you, you're going to use the Noosa 50 ultra trail that just like sort of a, well, not really a sharpener, like not sharpening up for um, Dead Cow Gully, but that's just more of a training run for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just, you know, again, just K's in the legs and then, yeah, it won't be much for the next two weeks after that until DCG. Because so. we crewed just Nathan a... for that and that wasn't that brutal with hills. No. Like it wasn't that bad. It was quite flat in most of it, maybe a bit of climbing, but it wasn't like, um, oh, like some of them ultra trails are just it's mental, yeah. eh? The Guzzler, like I did the Guzzler 2021, I think it was, and that's brutal. That's, I think that's 5,000 metres of 104 Ks, and that was one of the hardest races I've done. Have you ever done the Kokoda Challenge down there? No. Yeah, I I did that years ago. That was 96 K, and that was, I don't know, that was over 4,000 metres in. Yeah. Elevation that was that took 20, 21 hours or something. It took us. Oh, I think that was the good thing about UTA was the fact that there was people say, like, what's the difference between UTA Blue Mountains and, and the Guzzler? I found UTA the, the scenery was just spectacular, like, just one of the most amazing views, you know, going through that whole, you know, on the course, which was they had to change it up last year and I think this year as well. But just, yeah, mind blowing the. The view you have for the whole 100k's but the guzzler 
Uh, oh, but also for the UTA that you had like, I think 10,000 stairs to climb as well. So like, you know, you do have something to pull yourself up where the guzzler was just, it was brutal. Like yeah. township break and some of those, you know, hills were just, yeah, it's, it's pretty full on. I did a, um, I did a trail race there on Fraser's number. Like Fraser texted me the night before and said, mate, I can't, I'm not, I don't want to run. You can have my number if you want. So like literally at nine o'clock the night before I decided to run, it was 21 K. Yeah. Like a half marathon all on the same course as a guzzler. And I like, I just thought, ah, oh. it was sort of during COVID. So you never really knew when things were going to get canceled. And I thought, oh, you just can't turn down the opportunity to compete. Yeah. So I like, didn't even, I didn't have any gels or anything. I took like some, some of the kids lollies from home and stuff. And, um, Oh, I gave it everything I could, but about halfway in, I felt like just pulling the pin. It was so, the, those hills, they were like yeah. downhill like that, uphill like that. It was almost cl- like climbing in parts. It's just, it's crazy. Eh? Yeah. I can't imagine doing that over a hundred K. It just would be soul destroying. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Like I had one of my mates, which did the UTA with me and he said, do you want to do another one? I said, yeah, that's fine. And he hadn't trained much, so we just took it easy. I think we still did it in 18 hours, but um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, oh. it's, it's brutal. Like, that's, yeah, I would love to redo that course again and give it, you know, give it all you got. Give it a proper crack. Yeah. So, what, what, um, what PBs have you got, even like your old personal best when you were younger for like, you know, 5K, 10K? Marathon. I think 5k, oh. I was around that 1810. Um, 10k, I think I did my fastest 10k last year, so I think it's just on 40 minutes. Um, half 130 at Jetty to G last year as well. Full 318 at Sunny Coast. Wasn't feeling the best, wasn't the perfect race that one, so um, yeah, and then yeah, the yeah, 100k is. Got UTA, I think it was 15 hours something, and then you got the Guzzler, which was 18, and then Dead Cow Gully, um, and then we did Pinnacles, the 50k race there as well. I was cool. gonna say, Dead Cow Gully, you're going for uh, bigger than 100k last year. Yeah, I think I think you you know I was talking, I was listening to someone else talking about you know it's I think it's like uh, like I said in my run, it's like even for park run, like everybody starts falling to pieces because they know they've got one k to go. So I always say you just got to trick that mind and saying that you've got six k's, you know, and just add one k or you know add a few extra k's just to trick your mind that you know you you still got a few you know a while to go. Yeah, for Dead Cow Gully, I, if I as long as I beat what I did last year as a plus. I think you know, for anyone, a PB should be yeah. should be a major achievement for anyone. It's a good so. concept, isn't it? That Kalgoorlie, it's uh, the way you know those sort of races where it's one loop of six point seven k, and then do it within the hour, and then just keep going. Like, yes, yeah, crazy man. And it just gets down to sort of like three guys, and it's just who is so stubborn <laughs> and just will not stop. Yeah. Like that Nicole Dukes, man. If you when you watch the documentary, she just. She's obviously just extremely mentally tough, obviously fit too, but she can just keep going and going. What well, she got the Australian record for the for a backyard ultra? She got the Dead Cow Gully, yeah, uh, women's record uh, for that. And then I think she did something at last year as well, and the Australian record. Pretty impressive. I mean, to, to in that 
in a documentary, it was 30, what, 31 laps or something? 200, no, 201, 201K or something. Yeah, I saw her that morning and she was just fresh. Like you could just see, but you, you hear her on a podcast just saying that she was satisfied, but that's why, you know, she pulled the pin. But, you know, talking to her the other day, she just knows that just keep going. You know, she's oh. just mentally just one of the toughest women I know. Yeah, it's funny because when, like, we grew up running, like we, we were sort of doing athletics and cross country since we were like eight years old or whatever. But when we first moved to Australia in, uh, it would have been like 1991 and we sort of joined a running club in Brisbane. I remember ultra running was really only just starting and there, and anyone who did one that was just like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's running ultra. And it was, it was only really sort of elite guys and girls doing it. And now it's just so common and people are going further and faster and it's just, yeah, the human body is amazing. Eh? Once, uh, yeah. once people realize that it's possible, someone goes further and the next person goes further and further and further. Crazy sport. I think that your Ryan Crawford episode was just, you know, just showed that like where he, he got to that stage and then he got through it. And then it was like light at the end of the tunnel and just kept going again. And then, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, he's mental. Like he, yeah, he's, how he does that is just, you know, just shows that we are capable of pushing it further. It's just pushing that voice in your head, you know, aside and just going, you know what, I can, I can keep going. It's sort of hard to tell when you actually listen to it because I've listened back to it, but the first race that he ever entered was a hundred K that dust till dawn and then came first, like his first ever running event. He never, he didn't have any like proper nutrition with him, had some loaf of bread or something and <laughs> bottles of water and he managed to get around and win it. Like it's just crazy. But he, I mean, he's one hell of an athlete anyway. Like I remember in um, Thai boxing, he was, he was from one of the most feared gyms where they trained super hard and he was, a yeah, he, he was one of the guys that you, he was in a weight class above me, but I was always kind of keeping my eye on him just in case that, you know, ever I had to fight him, you know, so you sort of kind of keeping an eye on him, but luckily it never happened, but he's like, yeah, he, he was really well known in, in the Thai boxing scene for just being a tough bastard. So it doesn't shock me that he's just transitioned to the ultra stuff. Running, yeah. yeah. Anyone you want to give a shout out to Rob? I think just like, you know, everybody, I think, you know, for anyone which is, you know, it's New Year's resolution still. I don't think it's, you know, we're almost end of January. You know, if you're thinking about joining a club, you know, if you look at your local running groups, I think, you know, just make that make that call, send a message to the local running groups and and see if you can, you know, join in with one one of them. And so I can guarantee that it will change your life. You know, even if it's not running, you know, just start off walking or swimming you know triathlon groups a bike ride or yoga or anything i think you know one thing with covid's probably taught everybody is you know we've got to look after ourselves and you know a lot of people are doing it tough at the moment so and you know reach out to your friends reach out to people if you're doing it tough because you know there's a lot of good people out there which you know will lend a hand and and you know listen i think that's the that's the most important thing these days is that we need to listen and you know take in what you know some people are going through well, my uh, my first week of uh, running with your group was uh, was brilliant. So it's motivated me a lot more because Steve, you always said, didn't you, Steve? We should go to like run with Rob group, and then then Rob, I remember you said like, you know, 
get us, one of us to come along and stuff and all that. Yeah. And then um, but now I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait to go tomorrow morning. I can't go for the rest of the week because I've got the kids. So it's mainly yeah. just treadmill running for the rest of the week. But I'll be there tomorrow and, and then the week after. So. Well, we've got Thursday. We've got Stray Day Festival oh, at Bullocky. Yeah. So, you know, the kids are most welcome to come down and, you yeah. know, have um, play cricket and dong throwing. And, you know, it's just the whole club getting together. We'll have the tents up. We'll have barbecue going. Food, you know, um, I think we kick off that from 7 o'clock. Um, we're doing a six o'clock hizzy trial run through uh, Bullockies there, which is nice and flat. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a good time to celebrate Australia Day. Um, but also the fact that, you know, everybody gets to know everybody a little bit more rather than, you know, just turning up for a run. So, yeah, everybody's invited. If you if you want to come down and meet us, um, yeah, feel free to come down at Bullockies uh, at uh, anywhere from six o'clock onwards. There you go, Fraz. You can still get your two sessions in. Okay, I can. Monday and Thursday. Yeah. I just, I probably like need something to look after the kids while I'm out running. I think um, since Sasha threw me under the bus, Steve, I think we should talk to talk about her beer mile. I don't know if you've heard oh, about that. Oh, yeah. That was, I've seen the videos online. That was great. Who was the guy that won that? Because, geez, he could scull. Yeah. So, um, Matt, Matt, yeah, he's a, he's an amazing runner as well. Like he'll be like, a, I think he, I don't know what he's best. I think it's 1830, 1820, his best park run. Um, but yeah, Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt's capable of doing probably a 15 minute park run. You know, if he sets his mind to it, he's just a absolutely amazing runner. And then we had a dark horse in the females, which, uh, Tracy won, which is one of our police uh, detectives. And yeah, just one of the dark horses. You know, no one ever thought we thought, oh, maybe Sasha, you know, a few of the other ladies might, you know, take this out. But no, nah. Sasha, I think, was almost dead last. Yeah. Pretty sure she spewed on the lap, which she won't admit it, but she was gone. Like, yeah, I think she slept that whole afternoon and didn't wake up until, you know, mid morning the next day. Is that on the running track? Do you do that? No, like we you... did it at Sergeant's Reserve. So, yeah, right. we just. We did 400 meter laps. So you, you yeah. start off, you score a beer or a alcohol more than 4%. Then you've got to go and sprint 400 meters. You stop, you've just got to score yeah. another one and do that another two times. So you're getting 1.6 Ks in. And uh, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. one of the funniest things you just watch. I've, I've seen the one they do in England. They do it in Oxford, like around the running track there. And this guy, he, he scores a beer like, in like two seconds yeah. and he was running laps in like 65s he, he did the he did the mile in like i don't know under 430 that's quick in its own like just I to know. Be able to run a 430 yeah. mile is absolutely fine you see yeah. some of them though like trying to drink their beers and then they were like <laughs> over at the bucket like chundering it all up <laughs> I've yeah. just never been out of skull, so I'd be just buggered. But some people can just open a, eh, and they just sort of like, yeah. oh, never yeah. been able to do it. Yeah, I'm a slow no. drinker, but can drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right in a marathon, marathon beer run or something. Oh yeah, yeah. zigzagging all over the road. <laughs> I guess your question too before Steve about like um, just doing a shout out. I think you know we've got 20 companies on board at the moment sponsoring the club. And all that, 100% of that money goes straight to the charities as well. So without their support, we wouldn't be able to 
Now we donated over forty something thousand dollars last year just to you know charities in one year. So you know we're we're hoping to get to sixty thousand this year um, to donating to all kinds of different charities in different areas. So, but yeah, a big shout out to I think uh, Northwest Physio um, Ben Dancy, which is the owner there, uh, Fox Finance, which you know donates a, a brand new tent every year. Um, but we have all these other companies, you know, 18 other companies which contribute in some way of money and, you know, and we're just opening up for sponsorship for 2023 with new merchandise and all that. So if anyone is interested, you know, please give us a message. Um, you know, I can rest assured that, that all your money will 100% go to these charities. And yeah, it's uh, it gets all shared on all our platforms. I'll put the link um if you can send me the links, I'll put that in the uh, in the show notes. So just check that out. And just also the charity um, Small Steps for Hannah. What does the actual charity do? Yeah, good question. So they were like in when you look at non for profit organisations and all that kind of stuff, which were just put our paperwork in to do the same thing. That those they will select different charities which will help in domestic violence. So in whatever way that a company can, like if a, if a lady or a male has gone through a domestic violence case, there's different organisations which will help those people to finance, accommodation, clothes, whatever the case be. So they've, you know, donate money to specific organisations who will help with domestic violence. But the great news with Small Steps for Hannah is that they're starting up a century where there'll be townhouses for, you know, in a secretive area where these people can actually go there and live until they feel safe where they can go somewhere else where their partners you know don't know where they are yeah. they feel safe um, so that's their biggest project at the moment so that's all getting built at the moment so but amazing like they're changing the laws they're changing you know the rules in not only Queensland but I think Australia when it comes down to domestic violence I'd be happy to talk to Sue and Lloyd from Small Steps for Hannah, the, you know, the parents of Hannah, and they'd be happy to come and have a chat to you, you know, because platforms like yours is, you know, making changing, you know, makes everybody think, and we can make one person which is going through domestic violence, yeah, you know, feel safe or need to speak out or make a phone call. Like, imagine that, you know, you've, you've just changed someone's life. Yeah, you could potentially have saved someone's life. Yeah. Oh, well, we should, um, we've been going a while. Yeah. So that's been great. Thanks for coming on, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you in real life. I see yes. you run with Rob yes. groups everywhere and I always run up and see if you're there and you're never there. There's, there could be 30 guys in the run with Rob singlets and they're like, no, he's not here today. But where's Rob? What one's Rob? No. Yeah. Even I didn't get to meet Rob till Friday. <laughs> I know. No, I had to go away for work, Wait unfortunately, work, yeah. but, um, it's funny because even someone, one of the runners said to me, a person came up and said, oh, you know, when did Rob die? You know, is this in in memory of Rob, you know, run with Rob? And I'm like, oh my goodness. It's, uh, yeah, all the runners always say, you know, someone's come up to him and said, you know, who is Rob? Is he here? So, yeah, I'm a private person normally. And, and as I said, I'm a runner. If they don't know me, then they're not getting up at 4.45 to join us for a run. So... It's, um, yeah, I'm always there constantly. I'll train six days a week. Um, if I'm not in the morning groups, I'm somewhere around Australia for work doing what I do. So, but, you know, we just have a great 
great bunch of people. They will welcome you. They will support you um, like any club or running club or any sporting club should as they should. Um, so don't be afraid to send us a message and or even come and join us or see if we've got a club nearby which will welcome you and, and hopefully change your lives. Yeah, great. Great spot to end it on. Thanks again, mate. Thanks, guys. Nice talking to you. Cheers. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me sometimes And I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb up by imagination I'm contemplating, hesitating, on exploitation My mind wish you find in time I will find they will shine When they won't shine you can put the time on mine So me these a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now what the fuck did you find? And nothing in here but why? Subliminal messages can't breathe. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles. Yes, it's fine Come kick it with me in my imagination In my imagination Oh, sometimes our minds play these tricks on us Sometimes we find that our minds, they climb higher than they should climb up our imagination Which you find in time, our minds they will shine with the bone shine. You can put the time on minds. Show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now, what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal, I can't breathe. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploitation. My mind, 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 mind.